Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host, Jenny Bellinger, your direct sales dom, helping you whip your business into shape. I am super excited, guys, because I have with me today to share with you Jordan Adler. Now, if you've heard the name, you're probably going, oh, I think I've heard that from somewhere. You've probably heard of him because of his amazing book, Beach Money, and the follow-up book, which is Better Than Beach Money. Now, I had the pleasure of meeting Jordan just a few weeks ago when I was a co-host on Virginia Muskie's Six Figure Success Summit, and then we ran into each other again on another online networking event with contact mapping with Adrian and Tom Chenault. And at that point in time, he and I connected through Instagram and he said he would love to come talk to you guys today. So I am super excited. So Jordan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jenny. It's really exciting to be here with you. I appreciate the invitation. Oh, absolutely. I was super excited that you were willing to come on because you get to pick what you do with your time. So the fact that you're choosing to be here means a lot to me. Thank you. By the way, you have a great voice for radio. (laughs) Thank you. Well, it helps when you've got a microphone and you've been practicing this and you've been doing your podcast for two years, you know, it all comes together pretty well. So Jordan, for those people who haven't yet read your book and they don't know much about you, why don't you let people know a little bit about your history in network marketing and why they might want to continue listening to this episode? Sure. Thank you. I grew up in the South suburbs of Chicago in a lower middle income neighborhood, and I was at a garage sale. And I picked, I used to go to garage sales, you know, we used to go buy stuff there. And I found a book there for a quarter called, I was probably 19 years old or 20 years old. And I found a book there for her called the 10 napkin presentations by Don Faila. It's F-A-I-L-L-A. He, back then there were like three books written on network marketing and I'm not exaggerating today. There's thousands, but back then there were probably three. And I picked this book up for a quarter and it talked about leverage and it talked about residual income. And I'd never been exposed to those comments or those concepts before. And so when I read the book, I got excited about the idea of being an entrepreneur and getting paid over and over again for working one time. And so, you know, I told my parents about it. My dad thought it was a stupid idea. And, and, but for whatever reason, the seed was planted and I did go to college. My dad saved his whole life for myself and my two sisters to go to college for one year. And then we were required to figure out how to pay for the other three years, but we were required to graduate. And I got a degree in landscape architecture from the University of Illinois. And then out of school, I had a guitar, a suitcase and 250 bucks. And in fact, the guitar that I bought that I had is right there. Oh, the original guitar from back in the seventies. So I flew to Arizona, one of my very first commercial airplane flights. I flew uh, to Arizona with a guitar suitcase and 250 bucks and I got a job and I, it didn't pay very much, but I was like 
bouncing from job to job and then getting involved in different business opportunities over the next 10 years. I got involved in 11 network marketing companies in 10 years, never signed up a single person, never made a penny. And then on my 11th year, my 12th company, they say when preparation and opportunity come together, that's when things take off. Well, I had been listening to audio tapes and reading every book I could get my hands on about, you know, being an entrepreneur over the course of many years. I went to all the seminars, maxed out my credit cards. I had $36,000 in credit card debt on 22 credit cards. Back then, if you paid your bill on time, they send you pre-approved credit cards. And I kept collecting credit cards and maxing them out. And I did that over a course of 10 years. I maxed out 22 credit cards with $36,000 in debt going to seminars and buying audio tapes and reading books and buying product and all that. And then in 1992, I joined my 12th network marketing company. And that one I ended up sticking with for 13 years until the company went out of business, but I was there for 13 years and I made $8 million and built a team of 85,000 people and a quarter million customers. And so that was after being in 11 companies in 10 years, never signing up a single person. My 12th company, I was there for 13 years and I made $8 million with that company. And then when that company went away, I joined the company that I'm with now. And I've been with this company now for 17 years. Done well with the company that I'm with now, very well. And that's what prompted really the Beach Money book, right? Was the showing what it was like before you had achieved success. And I know I've asked you this previously when we've been on, when we were on the call with Adrian and Tom, which is what, what was the difference between your first 11 companies and then all of a sudden making it and doing well with number 12 and number 13? Yeah, it wasn't the company. It wasn't the comp plan. It wasn't my upline. It wasn't the company ownership. It wasn't the product. It had everything to do with what I chose to focus on. I had pretty low self-esteem, still do in some areas, you know, but, you know, my confidence has grown over the years, but I had a low self-esteem and I would talk to a couple of people and they would be negative. And I personally probably wasn't fully sold out on the company. I wasn't fully, you know, my level of belief in myself and the company and the product wasn't high enough. And so I would get discouraged after talking to two or three people when they would be negative, I would end up quitting. And I did that over and over and over again. You know, I, there was no commitment. There was no right. commitment there at all. It was really just like, am I excited or am I not excited? If I'm not excited, I'm going to quit. If I'm excited, I'm going to stick around. And the truth is, none of us as human beings are excited about what we're doing all the time. So if, as soon as I would get a little bit started to doubt, as soon as I started to doubt a little bit, I was out. And so then I would, you know, six, eight months later, I'd find another one and I'd get excited about it and I'd be excited about it for two, three, four months. And then something would happen and I would start to doubt and question myself and the company and I'd quit again. I mean, when I joined my 12th company, I made a conscious, it was conscious decision that I was going to make a decision based on commitment, not on how I was feeling. Because as a human being, our feelings go up and down. I mean, that's normal. I don't know, Jenny, are you a mom? I don't even know. Oh yeah, got two little ones. I'm sure there's been a couple of days since you've been a mom that you were like, 
this mom thing is really hard. I'm not sure I'm cut out for it. <laughs> it's happened a few times. Yeah. Times, yeah. <laughs> There's times where you start to doubt yourself no matter, but you know, you've got to commit, you've made a commitment. Mm-hmm. There are parents that abandon their kids, but there are parents that do that. Yeah. Right. Not a lot, but there are some that do, but you've got, you've made a commitment. Right. And, and you make your decisions based on that commitment. There's days where you don't want to get up and be a mom that day, but you are a mom and you're committed to being a good mom. And so, you know, that's what you do because you're, you've got a commitment. So that's what I did. I decided to make my decisions based on commitment. So it didn't matter if I had a day that I wasn't feeling like working. Didn't matter. I was going to work because I was committed. And that's hard. Yeah. Some it's hard, just like it's hard being a mom on the days where you don't want to be, you know? Yeah. It requires more than just, this feels great. I can't wait to do it. You know, there's days where you have to dig really deep. There's days where I've got a podcast or big presentation scheduled, or even maybe, you know, before pandemic, when I was speaking in front of larger groups of people, there were days where I didn't want to do it, you know, where I didn't want to step up onto that stage because I didn't feel up to it. Yeah. But dig deep and you do it because you've got a commitment. So And it does take a big commitment to be successful in network marketing. It requires a more than just, I'm going to try it. Yes. I would have to say, because when people have asked me, you know, about my history in direct sales and network marketing, you know, how is it that you did X, Y, and Z with your business? And I said, it all started with me saying, I started with committing for one year. Right. I'm going to give this my... There you go. But I started with, I'm going to do this for a year. I am not allowed to give up right. on me. I'm not allowed to give up on the business. I'm not allowed to give up on my family because I knew, I recognized that what this opportunity held, if I was willing to stick with it. And sure. so I committed for a year and I just love your analogy with that about, you know, make your decisions based on your commitments. And I had committed for a year. So even though four months into my business, I hadn't recruited one soul, but I was outselling almost everybody else. But I was like, oh, so frustrated. But I stuck around long enough to learn how to do it instead of giving up because one aspect wasn't showing up the way I wanted it to. Right. right. I love that. Now, what also comes up for me in talking about making your decisions based in showing up to work based on your commitments, people have to understand then what are they committed to? How did you identify what your commitment was? Did you have a clear commitment statement? It had to do with the people. Uh, well, no, I didn't have a commitment statement per se. Okay. But I am a student of success. So I could try and align myself with people around people that get around people that have had success and learn from them. I had a mentor in my last company. He recently passed away. His name was Steve Smith. and Steve would give the same speech, whether he was talking to five people or whether he was talking to 10,000 people. And I watched him give the same one hour speech hundreds of times over the course of 13 years. And it was all about simplicity. And I learned that whenever I find myself floundering a little bit in my business, I always go back to the fundamentals, the basics, doing the basics over and over and over again. And understanding what those basics are for your business. You know, what are the three things that you need to do every single day to be successful? What are the three things? We relaunched our company with 
a whole bunch of new services that are all around, based around relationship development, all about building relationships in business and personally. And we launched a whole bunch of new programs and new revenue streams. However, what happened was our entire sales team froze for months. And the reason is because it was so overwhelming. There was just so much stuff. And when that happened, I stepped back and I said, you know, what are the things, what's the gateway drug? Mm-hmm. What's the things that will allow people to say, you know, yes, what are the things that I want that I need to do every day? What are the things that I want my team members to do every single day that will draw people into our company because and get them excited about it? Yeah. And so I simplified down to something that everyone can explain in 10 minutes something at 10 seconds, rather, even 10 seconds, and something that they could do every day. If I got everybody spinning the same cycle every day, we get the water flowing in a certain direction versus everybody's trying to do all these different things. And so I said, I need 15 people that want to do this with me. And I ended up with 140. And from those 140, I just said, this is what we're going to do. And the game plan, and it was three very simple things, just like Steve taught me. So whenever you find yourself like floundering, you're hearing all the, you know, there's Instagram, social media training, there's Facebook, there's, you know, how to present, there's how to set an appointment, there's attraction marketing, there's building funnels, and you start getting into the minutia of all that, you just got to pull it way back and say, what are the three things I need to do every day? that will grow my business. And then what could I teach my team to do those same three things that will grow their business and then get everybody spinning that same cycle. Rinse and repeat. Mm, Yes. And I think that showed up in my business as it wasn't intentional. It's just what we did with my team was, but it makes sense now as to why it worked. It was sponsor, book parties, take orders. Those are the three things you do. It's easy, right? right? (laughs) So for you, the commitment was understanding, making it simple, being all in with your business. Now, as you've been going through this journey of having not been successful to successful, and now you're an author for multiple books, how is that showing up in your business to help you continue to move forward and help others in their success? How's it showing up? I've never been asked that question before. How's it showing up in my business now that I'm successful? Well, as an author, how are you utilizing that piece? Beach Money is a dream expander. It's a training manual that helps people to stretch their dreams and then also to believe in themselves. And so, you know, my philosophy about building a network marketing business is I'm not going out to build the business. I'm going out to make friends and I'm collecting friends, lots of friends. And the ones that I like, I do my very best to stay in touch with them, whether it be through messages, through phone conversations, through Zooms, through cards, gifts, all the things that you do to maintain a long-term relationship with someone, conversations. So my goal is to collect friends. And so it doesn't stuff outside my business. Maybe or not, this is not involved. This has nothing to do with my business. Right. Um, I do a lot of, not directly, not directly with my personal network marketing business, right. but I do things outside of a lot of things that are, that allow me to connect with more people and make more friends. And over time, people's situations change. One of the things that I found is the majority, I sponsor two people a week. 
and I don't have to prospect ever. And the reason for that is because over the past 20 years, 30 years, I've made a lot of friends and people get married, people get divorced, people have kids, people move, people die, people lose jobs, people get jobs. Every time somebody's situation changes, their whole view of life changes. And sometimes two years, three years, five years down the road, they're a perfect fit for what I do versus when I met them, they weren't. All right. So most of the people, because I do my, it's like contact mapping, right? <laughs> like what Tom and Adrian Chenault, what Adrian Chenault has put together, that's a very valuable, extremely valuable tool for networking and for building a business. One of the most valuable tools you can align yourself with because it allows you to maintain an ongoing long-term relationship with somebody and continue that relationship so that you know, someday there might be a good fit, you know? And right. so I've got people that sign, you know, one out of 10 will sign up on the spot. And then, you know, two out of 10 will sign up sometime within the first six months. And then five out of 10 will sign up within the next two years. And seven out of 10 will sign up somewhere sometime in the next five years. If I stay in touch with them, which I do, that's what great networkers do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love the way that you address it. It's you're collecting friends, you're building, you're making friends. It's right. not searching for customers. It's not searching for team members. I'm making friends. And then if they happen to decide that this is for them, great, I'm yeah. here. And I also I, make sure they know what I do. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's not just collect. you got it. Doesn't mean you don't ever need to be a charlatan. You don't need to be overly like obsessed although it helps to be a little obsessed, <laughs> like overly obsessed, but it does help to be a little obsessed. I've got friends that I have to work really hard to be friends with them because I like them, but they can't help themselves. They're always pitching, like they're always mm. pitching and it's obnoxious. And I've even told them like, don't pitch me, stop pitching me. We're friends, you know, but you don't need to be that person, but they do need to know what you do. Right. And, and it's, understanding people's boundaries, understanding who they are, where they are in their life. Just like you were saying, it may not be for them right now, but as long as they know what it is you do, how you help other people, at some point they may decide that they want that level of help, right? Yeah, when the timing is right for them. Most of the time it's about timing, mm -hmm. it's about needs and timing. Yes. If you solve a problem for them and timing, you know, is it a good time? The right time for them. Nice. So what's next for Jordan Adler? What's coming well, up in your world? I'm in the, the Virgin Galactic Civilian Space Program. And so I am scheduled to go to space. I was fortunate in that I was picked in a lottery of the 600 future astronauts. There were 50 of us that were picked in a lottery to be at the launch when Richard went to space. So I was there with Richard and his team and other astronauts and Got to be there on the front line and be at the parties, Virgin employees afterwards. And that was this just two weeks ago. Yeah, I trust me. I was watching that. For those who are listening, anybody, any of my audience members who have been listening for any amount of time know that I used to literally teach space science. That's what I did. I was a middle school science teacher. My area of expertise was space. And so when I found out that you were going to be an astronaut with to Richard Brands that I was like, this is so freaking cool. I get to hear Karen, about this. You watched my Facebook Live last night? No, I missed it. I'll I go find it. It's about a meteorite that I've got. My cousin needed money 
and he contacted me and he said he'd sell me this for $650. And it was found in Africa and he bought it from the son of an archeologist that died at the age of 95 years old in the ark. And he was liquidating his dad's stuff, including dinosaur eggs and dinosaur bones. And my cousin bought this for $650 and he sold it to me. For, it's, it actually has a unique smell actually, but it's, this is, I didn't know what it was. I had it for five years. And you'll see right here, I chipped off a piece. Wait, is that? No, not there. Right there. Oh, I yeah. Piece, and I sent it to a lab in New England and I got it back yesterday. You can watch on my timeline, not on Instagram. Right. Talk on Instagram is at Beach Money Jordan, but go to my Facebook and it's on the front of my timeline. It's right at the top. And I talk about what I found out this thing is and where it came from. I did find out it's 4.5 billion years old. And it, yes, in fact, was from West Africa. And it weighs about twice what it, fe- it looks like. It actually is very, very heavy. Oh, my gosh. So, but yeah, I did find out what it was. I thought it might be a lunar meteorite, which is very rare, but it's not that. Yeah, I was going to say at that size. Woo. This could be a million. This would cost a million dollars if it was a lunar, lunar meteorite. Yeah, it would. Oh my gosh, that is so, so cool. Well, I'm going to go watch that for sure. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Yes, I love it. Oh my gosh, because that's the kind of stuff. I mean, I, when I was actually down in Houston this past weekend, we didn't make it to the Johnson Space Center, but I've been there before. So we've made it commitment, my family and I, to go back down. So my kids, because now my kids, they've seen Houston and now they want to go see Johnson Space Center to be able to see that. So that's uh, the Smithsonian. Yes, but it was, oh God, probably. 30 years ago. Did you it's ever see the lunar landing module? I have. That yes. thing looks like it was made in some kids, some boy's bedroom. I know, right? Hard to believe that thing was in space. It really is. I know. You know, and to think that this thing, and and for those of you, you're listening on a podcast, so you have no idea what I'm holding up, but I'm holding up my cell phone, my smartphone. What's in this smartphone is two to three times more powerful computer-wise than the computers that were sitting in the original mission control when we landed on the moon, peeps. Oh my gosh, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. So do you have an idea of when you get to go into space? Uh, Yeah, Richard's flight was a test flight. There'll be two more test flights this year. And then they'll probably start regular missions next year, but they only take six people up at a time. Mm-hmm. I'm probably number 300. It's probably going to be another two and a half years before I go. I'm thinking. Gotcha. Well, I promise I will be watching when you, you go up because that's I something I'm, I'm never going to be able to do because I can't go into space for health reasons. So uh-huh. applied, I actually applied for the teacher in space program when they reinstated wow. it about I think, 15 years ago. 13, 14 years ago, something like that. And because of my health history, they were like, I'm sorry, as much as we love you, your body would not deal well in space. Sorry, you can't go. So I get to live vicariously through others. (laughs) So very cool. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for sharing your time and expertise and this wonderful idea, because I know that many in my audience have been through not just one or two, but maybe three or four different network marketing companies trying to find that one thing. And what I love that you shared is it's it's not about the company. It's not about the product. It's not about the compensation plan or whatever. It's always about what you are committed to yeah. and what you're willing to do and keeping it simplifying, man. I mean, again, so many of us are trying to 
focus on the funnels or the social media marketing plan and instead of just making it simple, right? So thank you so much. I really appreciate your time here today, Jordan. Enjoy it, Jenny. Great time spending with you here. Thank you. Oh, awesome. Thank you very much. And Badass Crew, you guys know how this goes. Stay tuned because there's another Badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.